Hello, welcome to School Talkagist. My name is Ame, and uh, what you're about to listen to is uh, a Zoom meeting that we had on the 10th of May 2020, and we had a lot of participants at that event, and a group of panelists that answered questions from our participants on that day, as we all try to understand the online classroom in terms of engagement and collaboration. Enjoy every bit of this meeting, and don't forget to send your questions or your comments or your response to this event to Mercedes Academy at gmail.com. Enjoy. Constantine, so we had to embrace this change. However, first of all, trying to put the children, teachers, you know, sometimes teachers, most teachers, don't, they don't want to embrace change. Not only teachers, everybody, nobody likes change. But we had to make sure that this change continues. And we'll be, we're on them making sure that teachers follow this change and pass it down to parents. Some parents actually didn't buy the idea initially. Some felt it was fun, fun, fun. But as time goes on, people are impressing it because we had to continue, you know, doing it. And the consistency, I think, is the key. So it wasn't easy, but we are doing it. Yeah. Well, and so far, so good. What have been the challenges you have noticed if this is going to go on a long-term uh, plan? You can go ahead, ma'am. Okay, so we have um, challenges, like you asked me, on the bookshelves. Like I said earlier, is a, is a new phase, a new thing they've not seen. So for them, you know, getting them to sit down with um, their their um, uh, phones, their mom, their parents' phones, was not easy at all because a lot of them have to like things. And one of the reasons being that, for instance, if you have more than two, two children, a child in a house, it's very difficult for the parents to share their device for the children to use. Okay, all right. So fixing their eyes, they are not used to it. You know, children being there, when they are in front of their chairs, that's in a remote, it's easier for you to control them. But right now, they have to be on their bed and they can them to come up and all that. So it wasn't easy to get them seated and um, start the work. More especially since their parents were guiding them. And you see that a lot of them were just using it as some of them will use very rough exercises to write. So we keep correcting some will just write it as a is a plaything, you know, they're not taking it as serious as we we are taking it. So but with consistency and keep correcting them, keep appealing to parents to please let the children use good exercise books, let them sit down. Sometimes before the class, I will have to come up and talk. Children are ready for, have they had their breakfast? I hope they're sitting down, they're ready, you know, trying to put them to the learning process. All right, so connect the concentration levels. Some of them, we are not concentrating. You will see um, a child, what you know actually, which child is supposed to do well, but because they feel, maybe they feel nobody is watching them, you know, so they just do it casually. Okay. What? Yeah, that's children for you. We understand. <laughs> that's the, the whole essence of the um, online. So that's what we see. Part of this you're hearing now is what we see. And so the yeah. concentration level was low. Yes. The concentration level was low. And also having them... Um, okay, see. But I know the time, as we go on, they are getting to see the reality of it. That is really cool work. Then on the parents' part, accessibility some of them couldn't really access this thing some of them are just used to 
clinicking, using their phone for calls and everything. So for them now, sharing this with their children was very difficult. You know, some could, because some of them were giving me some excuses like, eh, I have something I'm using with my phone, use my phone to for work, and now I have to share my phone. I'm like, this is what this development is. But I understand because, <laughs> oh, children. I understand because that then, I know that with time, they will have to adjust. You know, we had problem with her. We had problem with people subscribing to that task. You know, parents being patient with their children to do the right thing was very difficult. I had to come into classes at certain times to when I know that teachers can't actually tell parents this child is not doing well. So I had to. Sometimes when they you tell them to use maybe with their reading work and the child is just doing it anyhow, I'll have to come in and said, No, you have to do it well. I want to listen to you. Mrs. Bassett is listening to you. So you see them because they know that somebody is paying attention to what they're doing. So parents they didn't have enough patience with these children. And also sometimes we decided there was a time we wanted to go on Zoom. A parent, some parents had to give me reasons that they can't download apps. So for you to get them to really getting some download some necessary app that would have been very, very effective too was difficult. So what we decided to do is to do what our environment, our school environment can permit. Then on the part of teachers, okay, so it was like I said, to embrace change is always very difficult. So I have to give you excuse. My, my, my phone is not this one. My, I don't have an Android phone. And, but I decided that I wouldn't listen to any excuse. Any, there's no excuse to this. We had to do it. You know, I don't have data. So this, okay. we had to return their data. Then on the government part, I will, I will not fail to do that. I think that was, we didn't have enough, enough uh, publicity on this. Because um, like some parents, uh, 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 one of the government officials came on and said, there's a win-win situation, parents should pay, a parent should not pay. But what the parents, I, I got to understand, like a lot of parents just took that part of not paying because nobody wants to pass away with money. Yes, we know that this period is a very difficult time in the life of everyone. But um, when the government official came and spoke about lengthy on the, uh, how, how we can be free, do it free, free, free. They just mentioned slightly on the win-win situation between parents and owners of school. So parents, what they did was just to grab that free thing and not listen to the down part of the, you know, that there should be a part away small. It's not that you're just insisting that, you're not saying they should pay thousand fees, yes, but there should be, uh, they should pay something. But parents didn't want to pay at all. They felt this was fun. But I know that time goes on, they will understand that this is not just fun, that people are in developed worlds, what the developed world, they learn through online and they learn very well. So that is just the challenges we'll be having as um, the school, as the parents, as children, and as um, the government, I think. That's the challenge. If they can um, publicize it enough, let parents understand that we can actually learn through these means. Oh, all right, so, so, so far, so what platform are you using? Okay, okay, presently, we are using okay, I'll come yeah. back. I'll come back to you, yeah. man, to ask. Uh, right, what have you been like using Microsoft that platform? Okay, anyway, it's um, like they say in French, not so bad, not so good. Um, 
personally, I think I have I've, I've come to uh, enjoy uh, virtual learning a lot because of the fact that, you know, the Okay. So um, when first century children, as we know, a lot of them, okay, particularly the, uh, the, the uh, well -to uh, children of the well-to-dos, they love what, um, what, whatever comes to them through the screen. They, they actually love that a lot. So there was a seminar I went for about six years ago uh, now. And one of the um, facilitators there said something that for 21st century children, whatever does not come, through, come to them through the screen does not amuse them, does, I mean, does not attract them. They said that they are learning through the, uh, the phone, through the computer, through the television or something like that. So I think it, it, it's, it's been very fun. It's, it's been very interesting using Microsoft Teams. So it, it has its own, its own um, negative parts that, that because there are still some, uh, um, some facilities there that uh, some of us are still grasping to understand uh, better. Um, so, but, but by and large, yeah, I think it's been very good. Okay, so by and large, it's been very good. Now, what we do with uh, Microsoft Teams is that uh, to start with, um, the school has all the names of the students uh, installed on the system. Um, such that, and, and of course, teachers have to be trained in you know, how to use that. Um, such that um, once it's about, it's, it's time for, for us to start teaching, what we do is we schedule our meetings. Uh, there's, 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 there's a platform where we go, uh, we go to calendar where we schedule our meetings. And in the course of scheduling our meetings, we have uh, all the names of the students uh, um, attached to that uh, meeting that we are scheduling, such that. By the time we are done with scheduling and we just, uh, put, we, 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 we just post that, every student at their own different ends will, will be able to see that. And then they'll be able to come uh, online at the time that is uh, scheduled for the meeting to hold. So that is just the uh, initial part. Then when it comes to the meeting proper, um, of course, once it's time, students um, come online. And for some students that are reluctant to come online, teachers, I mean, there's a way teachers can, the, the, the teacher involved can, I repeatedly invite them such that eventually they come online. Okay, and then once they have come online, um, one thing that, uh, just like what we've seen here today, uh, if the microphone is not muted, there's a tendency for uh, every um, student there to want to say something. I know how a student can be. Uh, okay, so what, what, we, what I do personally, I think I should be talk talking more about uh, from my own point of view. What I do usually is that, um, I mean, I set uh, ground rules. My students already know my rules that once you come in, in fact, you know, there's that eagerness in them, particularly when the students like the teacher. There's that eagerness in them to want to say something. So just for the, uh, for, they want the teacher to know that they are, they are there already. Okay, so Mr. Debeshin, good afternoon. So they, I mean, it start, we started like that until I started telling them that once you come to the class, don't say, and don't use a microphone, of course, it has to be muted. So just type in the chat box, just say, good afternoon, good afternoon. Okay, so, and sometimes as I see them um, type in the box, I just acknowledge them. Oh, good afternoon, um, uh, Yomide. Oh, hello, um, Chinedu. I just called them. They are not, I mean, supposed to uh, respond to me, but I just called her just to be, um, okay, just to be sure that, uh, I just, just to assure them that I've noticed that they have been, they come on. Okay, so that, that's that part too. Then um, for the teaching, uh, what we usually do is uh, we, just like we do um, Zoom allows, we, we can share our screen, but um, sometimes um, because students can, there's tennis for students with different devices. Some use uh, the phones, some use uh, uh, the tabs, some use uh, the, uh, the desktop and all that. So, but what I've observed with, uh, with Teams is that there's a tendency for a student not to be able to explore the facilities on Teams if they use their phone. Okay, so and sometimes some students may not be able to see the screen. Even those that use their laptop, sometimes they may not be able to see the screen. So what I usually do before class starts is that 
um, I have all the email addresses of my students. Sometimes, like um, some hours before the class. Sometimes it depends on the topic. Sometimes, like a day before the class, I all the, uh, the the materials I'll be used for that class. And that actually is another concept in education called flipped classroom. So it's 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 good for students to be aware of what they're going to be learning. Um, to a large extent, by the time students get all these uh, details before, I mean, these uh, document and material they're using for, for, that, uh, for a particular class, long before the class starts. So it, it allows them to, uh, to, to form a kind of good relationship with the content, the learn and all that, such that by the time everyone converges in the class, the teacher has limited um, trouble of having to say, okay, today we shall be learning this and all that. The students are already familiar with what they'll be learning. And it be interesting to know that many times when this is um, adopted, Students come to the classroom loaded with questions for the teacher. And personally, I love, I love, I love my class to be very interactive. I love it when students ask questions because I don't like when the class is very boring. You're asking questions with students are not responding. So, and this is one way to get them out of their shell to make them respond. Um, it's difficult for any student to have any excuse because you send the material to them. Apart from the fact that course outlines are sent to all the parents and all the students before, before the term even starts or sometime at the, end, at the beginning of the uh, term, so students are supposed to know what they're supposed to be having next. Uh, but sometimes, you see, I mean, for the sake of uh, um, those, those that can be forgetful, teachers also have to, I mean, they need to send some of these materials to them so that they'll be prepared okay. before, uh, before they come to the class. Okay, so that, that means you send them, I want to get the process because some okay. of that persons we use or we tend to use Microsoft Teams. Most right. schools are test running right now. Some okay. are trying Google Classroom, some are trying Zoom to see how they can use this and trying also even Google Meet. You know, I actually had to try Google Meet with a couple of uh, persons last week. I just wanted to come online and I tried to try what Google Meet looks like. I understand that it's Hangout, Google Hangout, and I think Google Chrome or something like that becoming Google Meet. So now the process you have is you send them your outline, your course outline way before you start your class. They already know what you're going to discuss. Now, do you have a video one-on-one -on -one do you have a video a time to come online and they see your face yes. and they can interact with you yeah, exactly yes so that's what that, that side is, is done it's a live video thing okay so when students come on um though the policy in my school is that uh, the students are not supposed to uh, expose their camera i mean to, you are, you are, we are not supposed to see the student except okay. on, uh, except if it becomes very necessary for for instance we currently do phe we do fine art online okay. So for that, I mean, in, in such situations, students doing um, such subjects may, may, if, if condition were runs, they may need to have their camera um, uh, put on so that they will be able to monitor what they are, what they are doing, the uh, exercise and all that. Okay, so we, we have live video. Now, apart from, uh, apart from uh, the reason why I said I send uh, materials to them ahead of class is that I don't want any student to come to class and because normally, usually actually, we can share the screen such that every student will be able to see what you're doing at that time, whatever you are seeing on your screen, the student will be able to see at their end and all that. But exactly. that's like what we are doing right now. It's a shared screen. I think you can see what I have on the screen right exactly, now. Exactly, just like it's this. So, but yeah. for, for the sake of those that may not be able to, uh, I, mean, experience, I mean, explore that for whatever reason, so they get all their, uh, they got this material in their mailboxes already. So there's no excuse for anyone to be left, I mean, left out of the lesson. Now, uh, another 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 thing about uh, the um, the sharing of screen. Okay, no, sorry. If uh, if we don't uh, if they can't access what is being shared on the screen, uh, there's a general platform on Teams. For instance, every class has is just like a normal classroom, every, um, every normal um, conventional classroom on Teams. Every class has its own platform. 
Now, mm -hmm. we have a general platform there, and we have a different uh, place where normal classroom takes place, still online. Now, um, if I don't send those materials to them through mail, sometimes I send through mail, I also post those things on the general platform. And then by the time we start uh, um, lecture, I mean, uh, the lesson, sometimes also I may need to post also in the chat box, just like we have here. I mean, you can see that we have about multiple means of accessing the content they got in their mm -hmm. mailboxes. Now I'm sharing on screen. It's on the general yeah. platform. Now it's, it's still in the chat box. So there's no student that, that can come up with any excuse that, oh, I can't get that. Now, some of my content, uh, apart from the fact that I send them to, I send uh, those content to them um, um, before class and all that. I also try, I do a lot of work on PowerPoint presentation. I do a lot of, um, I make my uh, content very, apart from the uh, text, the, the content in terms of uh, the knowledge they're going to learn, in terms of the, um, um, accessing those, um, those contents too. I like to use, I, I like to play with colors a lot, such that when students um, see, open the PowerPoint, apart from the fact that they are delighted by, uh, by the content of, uh, the, in terms of the knowledge they are getting, you know, the, 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 the color combination and all that, the way I, I, uh, I do my, uh, what is it called now, um, transiting and all that, moving, moving from one slide to another, all of these things, I do, I do a lot of work on them to make students enjoy whatever it is that they are learning. Of course, for some, if I once got um, a report from a student who said, um, she gets, uh, sorry, she, she, she was getting easily distracted by the way those things are moving and all that. And for such students, for instance, we may need, not we have to, but we may need to just uh, make a provision for such students, especially so that we just make it, uh, we, uh, we, we, try to overcome, uh, we try to help us overcome such a uh, problem by making our own uh, PowerPoint different. But in, in the long run, I, I try as much as possible to um, carry along all my students by trying to cater for their, their various needs. Okay. Thank you very much for giving that very detailed information about Microsoft Teams. I'm going to come back to how you engage and how do you, how are you sure that you're engaging through this platform? So that is my main my concern is just about being in classroom. It is how do we really engage? How are we using these things, these technological tools to engage? Now, Sam, this is Anyeli, can you hear me? I hope I'm not on mute, yeah. Mr. Yes, can you I can. Yeah, so yes, I'm I can. To you. I'm coming to you. You're the tech person. Can you let us in on the different platforms we can use to engage? Like I said, I am concerned about engagement. How can we engage our learners that we can still carry the classroom, like almost physically, and bring it online? And yes, we are still able to get the same result, or even if you don't get 100% result we still get 80% result of what we used to get when we have a physical classroom. What are those solutions? Okay, so I kind of wanted to share my uh, PowerPoint presentation, uh, Soft Office. So this is Microsoft Office. So I want to just uh, play a PowerPoint presentation or um, project a PowerPoint presentation. So I will do that um, for everyone. Um, and the cool thing about the uh, Microsoft Office uh, 365 is um, beyond the fact that it has a lot of support for mobile, it also is a cloud-based um, uh, system such that um, wherever you are, you have access to it. So I can log into my laptop and have access to these same um, slides that I have here. Uh, so that's the power of being um, in the cloud or working um, on the cloud. Uh, they are, the Microsoft Cloud offering is called the Microsoft OneDrive. So I want to use this as a means to kind of just explain. So tools for WFH. 
WFH is uh, work from home. That's the generally accepted um, social acronym for work from home. Yeah. Um, so basically, for a lot of uh, schools, the ideal, in quotes, the ideal system is to have a learning management system, LMS. So it's, it's a holistic application that allows you to do several things like everything imaginable that you can do um, or information you can um, assess um, you know you are able to assess within that learning management system beyond um, administration there is documentation there is the ability to um, um, hold your classes online there's ability to test your students on the same platform and ability to generate reports and all of that so a learning management system is a, an all-encompassing portal that allows you to manage several segments of your school. Um, again, as I said, um, that is the ideal situation. For a lot of schools, um, this is not an option that they are either able to pursue at this point or afford to pursue at this point. So, for many of the people who would actually be venturing into e-learning, um, you would not, you would need to take segments, tools that uh, you can use to immediately plug in and start using instead of waiting for you to build out a learning management system with the associated cost and associated resource um, resource consumption. So you just um, take on tools and then know how to adapt um, these tools. So um, the there are different kinds of tools. There are classroom or lecture tools, um, and the most common ones, or the one that I, I want to talk about is the Zoom and the WhatsApp. The reason why is that um, beyond uh, the fact that it's very mobile compatible, because any solution that you are looking at must be mobile compatible, because a lot of people do not have access to PC. I think PC penetration in Nigeria is like 4% PC penetration in Nigeria. So all the laptops, all the desktops that you see amount to 4% penetration in the whole nation. So most people actually have access to mobile phones than have access mm -hmm. to laptops. So whatever tools that you are looking at using, you should Hello. realize or... Hello, Sam. Okay. What, the, what does PC yeah. penetration mean, please? A lot of us may not know what that means. Okay, PC penetration, the percentage of um, um, computers that are in Nigeria, for example, that are being used in Nigeria. Um, so there is something called mobile penetration. Mobile penetration is how many of the population has, um, how, how many percentage of the population has a mobile phone. Uh, PC penetration is how many, how many of, how much population in Nigeria, what's the percentage of the population that owns um, a, a PC. A PC is either a laptop, a desktop, um, a netbook, um, even Macs would be um, um, included in this uh, percentage. So okay. basically, most people have mobile phones, most people do not own laptops. Yes. Okay. So whatever it is you are using, must put, like, you must have that in consideration. Whatever solution you have that is only properly fleshed out on a on a um, PC device, you would realize that there's a limitation to, the, to most of the people you, who will be assessing this. And so that should be in the, at the back of your mind when you are doing this. So again, Zoom and um, uh, WhatsApp. 
people do not like installing applications on their phones. Yeah, so there's a, there's a challenge with thinking to yourself, okay, I want to install an additional application on this phone. What will I remove? Do I remove my messenger? Because again, these people who own these phones, these parents already have uses for the applications they have on their phones. So for you to say, I'm bringing one new strange application that they've not used before because of lectures, they'd be apprehensive about using their phones to do uh, to install any additional application. So it is best to just okay. use what's already being used, Zoom and WhatsApp. They are great tools that a lot of people are already using. Yeah, WhatsApp okay. is uh, more, yeah. How can, how, can use, how can Zoom be used for online education? Currently we are using Zoom, yeah, and I'm doing presentation on my PowerPoint. That's like an example of use case scenario for how to um, take a lecture or um, conduct a lecture on Zoom. Yeah, so you're able to okay. share content and you're able to discuss while the content is being shared across um, the class for everybody. It might be interactive, it might just be static like what I'm trying to do on the platform with the uh, Microsoft uh, PowerPoint presentation here. So uh, WhatsApp so is more secure. It's almost like Microsoft Teams that Mr. Adidas talked about earlier. Right? Yeah, so these are like their competitors. But they, 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 the problem is that um, for a lot of the other alternatives, there is more, um, more application or more relevance on the PC than on the mobile, which is the basis for, my, for these two recommendations. Okay, you're saying yes. you're saying the Zoom is more on the mobile, more exactly. uh, accessible on the mobile than Microsoft Teams. Exactly. So, okay, so even though Microsoft really Teams is more holistic, yeah, uh, because it's actually a really well thought out and well fleshed out application on the mobile, okay. you have a better adaptation for Zoom and uh, than for Teams. Oh, yeah. Okay, what so, about Google? Yeah, continue. Google Classroom, rather. Google Classroom and Google Meet. OK, so I don't have any particular opinion about Google Classroom because I've not tested it. But I know that we don't have a lot of schools using it, and it doesn't come pre-installed with um, Android. The, the Google applications that actually um, work well are Google applications that, uh, that work well for the for the use cases or for the usage are Google applications that come preloaded on your phone. So you do not have to do anything extra to have access to them. So all of the okay. options that require you installing additional things will require some kind of um, learning curve that some people are not willing to start if the Zoom option is there and if the WhatsApp option is there. Okay, so with WhatsApp, it's just WhatsApp is more of a chat room or chat. Exactly. So how chat do you rooms. think you use? Yeah, they're more of chat rooms. So how are they going to work with learning, with online learning? Okay, so it, it, again, there are different ways that um, you do, um, do tr uh, learning or, tr or training. For the Zoom options, for example, you know that people have to come in at a particular time and to listen in while the discussion is happening for them to benefit from that um, lecture, but from the from the WhatsApp perspective, because because you have more retention, you have uh, more history, 
it's not necessarily it's not very lifelike there's there's more access to content over time than there is on zoom so again there are there are different things that you might want to do using the different applications knowing the different technologies will now uh, determine and make you determine what you want to use for what so if you post videos on whatsapp for example you know that whenever the, the child comes in whenever the parents are available with his phone for the child to log into that um, group they're able to see all the content you've posted irrespective of whether you're online at that point or not but with zoom if you're not online at that point the person is not able to benefit from that particular level. so for people to come online is really something that i appreciate a lot I don't, I don't intend to take much of your time really. But there's okay. a question here that says, which elements do you think, first of all, she said, I feel Mr. Sam, Mr. Samuel on the easy penetration waste. environment at this period to fully engage the pupils. Which of them can we really go for? Um, you are, you are asking for recommendations for an LMS. Yes. Unfortunately, it's hard to get an off-the-shelf LMS um, that would fit into your your school's needs. Maybe because the, the, there is not uh, any particular effort in creating um, either cloud-based LMSs or sorry, uh, cloud-based LMS or open-source LMS for Nigerian um, content or the Nigerian mm -hmm. curriculum. The best approach for Nigerian schools is to build a learning management system, custom build. So you have to reach out to a company that would um, ask you all the details you need and then incorporate it, incorporate it exactly the way you need it. Wow. So that's why it's something that you have to plan towards, not something you jump into with, uh, with both feet. Plan and then start with tools, disjointed tools that you can bring together, then you eventually create the LMS um, that is more holistic. Well, I, I think I think you make sense there because um, I want to talk about the different types of uh, online learning. And I discovered that online learning is actually very broad. There are the self-education, there's online learning as far college courses, there's online learning for public and private schools. And then there's yeah. online learning, normal uh, educational apps, you know, like the mobile classroom, and all of this. But with this talking about Nigeria building its own custom made LMS, it means the rest of the world, other governments in other parts of the world, their educational system has this online uh, uh, custom made LMS is already for their systems. Yes, especially for the US. The US has a lot of open source um, LMS that can adapt very easily for your school. Yeah, and all you have to worry about will now be your cloud server setup, and then some um, customization. A setup and customization is the only worry. But unfortunately, okay. even something as simple as um, the um, uh, our what's it called? our monetary sign, the Naira sign, something as simple as um, as the the YX syllabus, for example, all of that. Um, you don't have any any open source one, so you have to build from scratch. Okay, I can see another question. She's still asking, Mr. Bati is also still asking that uh, do you mean elements like edges? I think it should be E D V E S and the like. That this should be a particular LMS that 
that system, a particular uh, platform that have their own LMS. I discovered that so many people have their own different platforms and you can buy from them, pay yearly, but does it suit? Uh, so Nigerian government, really to, yeah, they were taking that on board and um, national representative here will be taking this on board. So this, this will help, help um, educational system because right now there is a divide between the, the, the private schools and the public schools. So many people are wondering if the private schools are in school, learning online, what happens to the public schools? So we need to develop this LMS from the government, first of all, so that this can go round to everybody. So she's asking, do you mean LMS like Edis, Edis and the likes? Yeah, so again, um, because LMS is, is like ERP, yeah? Um, enterprise, enterprise resource planning, it's very broad, it's a very broad term. So a lot of applications fall within, within that breadth. Learning management system. Yes. LMS, that is what it means. Learning management systems. Yes. So that's what we're talking. Right. Yes. So um, there's a lot of solutions online, but the problem is by the time you start customizing, you realize that is a hell to customize something that is bought off the shelf for a Nigerian system. Like it makes way more sense for you to just develop a custom application for yourself at this rate because there's no there's no base on which to build which makes any sense. Okay. Wow. Thanks a lot. That's that's really yeah. insightful. Thank you so much. Thank you so uh, much. But I, I'm not I done with my slide. I still have a couple of uh, slides to go. Can I continue? I'm looking at time. And I'll come back to your question. I'll take on. I have questions, but I'm just going to rush through a lot of them right now so that we won't take so much of uh, the time of everyone. Okay, then I, I'm going back to I'm going back to uh, Madam Basel. Oh, she's on. She's back online. Hello, ma'am. Yeah. So yes, at this I'm point here. in time, I'm, yes. Okay. So my question is: You're using WhatsApp. Yes, I'm using WhatsApp. Yes. Yes. How effective is WhatsApp in engaging your learners? How do you get them to do what you want them to do as if it's you are in the classroom? In the physical classroom. Okay, like okay, previously, um, like I said, we did we did a test run for three weeks. And in that test run, we were like importing things and placing on the platform for before now we have different we ha, i have a general pla, uh, school platform for all parents so we could communicate via that that um, avenue then we also have separate platforms for each class where the teachers are the managers and the, the uh, you know so when this whole thing started and um, we started using the class platforms and we place we'll go online or get the textbook type something and put and it was like it wasn't getting it so after the test round we had another meeting where we now decided on how to make it real, you know, closer to the children. We can't get it 100% yet, but at least we are now, um, I can say 80%, because what we do is we teach. We do normal teaching. Teachers go, they have whiteboards in their houses, those who don't have their gods. And so they teach and they video, they, they teach and video themselves while they're teaching. Then they do a lot of audios too. So while they're teaching, after teaching, they post it in the class. Okay, so initially too, we are given like a time frame. We start our class by 11 and we close at three. 
And we noticed that okay. a lot of parents were rushing to finish gym. Some of them would just rush and copy what others have done. And then the teachers would do corrections and the children would ask questions and all. So we now decided also that it's not going to be like that. As after the test run, we saw how difficult for parents to actually cope. So what we now do is we give them a whole day to work. So we start our classes by 10 a.m. and close at 12 midnight. So what we do is within that time, both parents who have gone out, they will come back, their children will do their work and post. Then the, the teacher starts marking. So if there's any question for that day, the teacher will keep passing and children keep posting whatever they've done in the class platforms. You know, so it's, it's okay. now, it's real now. Because yeah, we, so are, we are I, doing I that. I, like so that's what you, I think I like the aspect of teachers having the whiteboard to teach and a, 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 one of the participants here is also saying the same thing. Yeah, and that, that makes it more real so you can connect. But when you're dealing with your toddlers, your preschoolers, what do you do? How do you, no, those ones are a different word entirely. They are different. So how do you catch mm -hmm. them? Okay, um, the, the teachers too, they will be videoing like their sounds and their practical lives. They'll be doing and asking the children to do sometimes there is a, a question and there is a pause, you know. Uh, uh, as in, the teacher will just pause and you see a child responding at the background. So, like I said, you can't get it 100%, but it's very close, you know. We are having it like 80% or 85%. And of course, we are not bombarding them with all the whole, um, like the way we do it in school, maybe they will have like four or five uh, classes a day. Now, we just limit it to three so that it could be more effective there. Do you understand? So, like I said, it's not 100%. How, how long are it's very easy. Okay, like I said, we hope like the teachers be For the school, the same time. We give them all the time. Okay. 10 okay, a.m. to 12 midnight, the class, class is open. Okay, for example, this circle time. If you're taking circle time, Hello? how long is the circle time? I can hear you. Okay. Um, it depends on when the teacher finishes. Do you understand? Okay. It depends on when the teacher right. finishes. Too boring for the for the learners. You know, their their attention is very very short at some point. Yeah, they get easily distracted. Mm -hmm. I can see some people raising their hands. Yes. Um, okay. Shola, can we unmute? You can you can unmute your microphone, tap your screen, unmute it, and and, and speak. Let me be interactive. Okay, so you can mute your own microphone. I'm going to mute mine too, so that Shola can speak and then we can hear a question, and we'll continue with our, our discussion. And uh, iPhone fix after Shola, and uh, you can unmute when Shola is done. Shola, can you come on now? Yeah. Um. Can you hear me? Yes, we can yes, hear we you. Can. Okay. Um. Um. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> um. Is as regarding what that lady was talking about. Um, I can't remember. Um, I can't remember her name very well. But, Mrs. Um, she, yeah. No, the lady that just finished talking now. The one that just finished talking. Mrs. Bastos. Okay. Very much okay. Okay. Right so, sorry, ma. I, I I just wanted you to um to give me a little bit of more info about the WhatsApp thing because um from what I I I understand. Is it like you're going to form a group mm -hmm. and then you teach on the whiteboard and then you, you post it in the, in, in, um, on the group or 
Is it like you're doing a live yeah. lesson? Is it like you're doing a live lesson? Like you have to like you connect um, your pupils or students um, in a platform like this Zoom, and then whatever you're doing on the whiteboard because you said something like if you're teaching uh, maybe toddlers or something like that, if you say something, you pause and then they speak. How do you know they're they're responding? I just want to know what are you doing? Is it uh, I, because I'm not I'm not aware of the I'm not aware of WhatsApp having this um this um kind of um. The application or something that you can have a lot of. I really would like to know. Um, thank you. Okay. All right. Okay. Can I respond? Thank you. Okay. The second person can. We just take the second question before she responds. Okay. iPhone six. Uh, iPhone six X. Your hands. You raised your hands earlier. iPhone six S. Can you hear me? Okay, so I'm going to lower all hands. All right, thank you. So you can head mark. Okay, um, it's not a one-on-one, -on -one, it's like a video stuff. But like, um, if the teachers, they, they go a, a day before, or sometimes they do, I don't know, they go a day before actually. We do three times a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So I suppose they do, um, they do every other day, sent to me as that before is posted into the e-class platform. Each class have their platform, which we've been working with before now. So what they, the video, they place it there. What I mean is like a response. You know that the child will respond. Even you, the adult watching it, when the teacher says something like a, a this, what is this? You yourself will, will respond to tell you that that child is actually responding. And sometimes you also try to tell the parents to video the children while they're working in, in, the, in the class and send to us. So you will see actually that the children are connected. I don't know whether what I'm making is clear. I'm saying clear. It's not, it's not like a one-on-one -on -one, like Zoom. We tried doing Zoom, but we find out that we have some children that are three, four in a house. So how would they be able to cope if their class teachers are teaching? That means you have to give them each, each, each uh, class a time. And the parents are saying the times and their phones are busy and everything. So what we did is this class platform now, they do a video. It's like a video of this. They have the scheme of work already. They have what they're going to teach today. So they video it, teach it, set their questions, and just explain to the children in the blackboard, in the whiteboard rather, then paste it in their class platform. So the children see how the videos are played, how the teachers are explaining it, you know, and they now give them opportunity to have any question asked. So you see the children also throwing back questions to the teachers and they answer before the end of the day. I don't know if I'm a bit clearer. Yeah. Yeah, you did well. Thank you. If I want to add to that, I think I think it's a it's a Nigerian problem. It's our we are, mm -hmm. we are situation is very peculiar. We don't have power. We don't have data. We don't have proper environment. People can't get laptops in the house. So like one family has one laptop mm -hmm. and with four children. So using a platform like Zoom or Google Meet or any other maybe tasking. For the parents, because each of these classes will yeah. come online at the same time, and with four children, for example, it will be difficult mm -hmm. for them to access them. So it's, I think that's the reason why most schools are going for WhatsApp. Yes. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. Hello. 
Hello. Hello. Can okay, you hear me? I, I also advise. Your hands are raised too. You're raising your hand. Okay. You have Who, anything me? to say? Yeah. Oh, no, that's yes, been the can. one that has been there since. Yeah. No, the thing is, I, I was, I was, um, it's, it's fine. I think I have to figure it out. Like taking some of the things you said because. I think, I think another thing I'm going to add to this is, apart from Google, apart from uh, WhatsApp, a few persons also use uh, Instagram. I know of someone who actually wanted to bring on this too, who uses Instagram to teach. She gets, she has this very small board. She places it on the table with her own marker and she, she teaches with it, you know? So it's something that even as teachers, we can do one-on-one. -on -one. I use WhatsApp with my own students personally when I have a private class. And I started using doing this as way back as 2014 because of the need for me to connect with my students when they travel out of the country. So I started using WhatsApp, but WhatsApp only takes, I think, three or four people right now. As a lot of time, WhatsApp was just taking one person. So we'll come, I will come online and interact with him briefly, go off, send all my PDF files to him, and whatever pictures I need to send to him. Then we'll chat in our chat boxes, come back again online. So it was, of course, that one it was paying for, for all the data that we were using, because there's a lot of money you are going to do a video, video conferencing like this one. So we need to consider our own peculiarity as Nigerians. That is why I like what Sam is saying, Sanyele is saying, as for developing a custom-built LMS that suits Nigerian curriculum and Nigerian school and Nigerian situation. So that way there'll be no, no problems from uh, our end here. Also, that's fine too. If, if yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Uh, I don't know. I also, if you, if you have, sorry, if I may add. Yeah. So if you have a small class, yeah, you can do um, group calls up to eight people with um, WhatsApp. It's really? something that uh, WhatsApp just integrated. So because of oh, the Zoom presentation, cool. they can do up to a class of eight people. How eight do you do that? Please. Just oh, group call. Just group oh, call. Yeah, group okay. Call. Yeah, okay. Right. okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, if you're a teacher here and you have just it's maybe six children in your class, you can actually do that for exactly. 10 minutes, do a circle time, give us, actually for the toddlers, you know, I have a, I have a very, I have a four, almost a four-year-old son and sometimes it's difficult for us to sing our rhymes because I don't know the rhymes. Yes, I get the, I get the words and I don't know how to I just tell him, hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? How are your teacher sent? And I don't know, he would be, and he's, he would be looking at me like, what is this woman saying? What is hello, how are you? How, how am I going to sing that? So sometimes when it comes to circle time, I think that would be very good to help us, you know. And that's where the, the idea of parents paying for this really has to be raised again. Mrs. Florence Dada is asking another question. It says, for a low fee paying school, okay. which of this online platform is data friendly? and does not consume much data. That's for you, Stanyele. Um, which of this? Um, do WhatsApp, because WhatsApp has a compression technology. WhatsApp also has end-to-end uh, -end encryption. So even though the quality of the videos you would post might not be as sharp, but it would, it would use way less um, way less um, bandwidth than a Zoom, for example. Yeah, unless you're not doing um, videos with Zoom. 
So the option that Mrs. Choma has been using for our school is a great option because WhatsApp automatically compresses pictures, automatically compresses videos. You will notice when you push content on WhatsApp that the quality has dropped. It's because of the compression. So that would save data. Okay, okay. So WhatsApp is data friendly for our Nigerian situation here. And I yes, think also yes, data friendly for parents. Uh -huh. I'm a parent, I'm a teacher. So I need to look at both angles. You know, I'm also considering my data and I'm considering <laughs> my data as a teacher too. And uh, Mr. Victor Odile is asking a question. He said, how do you use WhatsApp to teach life? This is for Mrs. Basil. How do you use WhatsApp to teach life? So, I think Mr. Sam already talked about that earlier. To teach what? He said, how do you use WhatsApp to teach life? To have a life class? Life? Yes, that's in come online, life. Yeah, but she mentioned okay. that the teaching is uh, not life is now. Life? That is the interaction that is life. Not the, okay, no, the this person is asking, Mr. Victor is asking, how do you use WhatsApp? I think what, what he's trying to say, uh, what I would just I could answer that based on what I did before. Since WhatsApp takes eight people, if you have students or maybe you're taking, if your classes, if there are not many, and you have like five students to take, you can tell all of them to come online at a particular time, maybe say 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. in the morning. They all connect to their uh, WhatsApp. There is an icon on the WhatsApp, I remember clearly, that shows add participants. So you just go and then you add exactly, course, the exactly. students' numbers will be on your phone or their parents' number will be on your phone. So all you need to do is tap on those numbers one by one to make maybe five or six or seven, maximum eight. So you have the eight of them on your phone screen and they can see you, you can see them. So if you're going to talk to them, you're going to interact with them, you can actually maybe have a small board or a cardboard. But if you don't have a board, let's just use improvise. You can have a cardboard with your marker, your scribble, and teach what you want to teach within five to 10 minutes. Many of us do WhatsApp videos, talk to our loved ones. So we can, we can use this really once in a while to, to do this, to connect. And then you can actually see that there's, there's, a, there's a feeling students get when they can see their tutors. It, it's, this, it's this connection, like, oh, I yes. can see my uncle. Ah, yes, it's helpful. So if there's any, if from anything that they don't understand, they'll bring it up with you at that point, and then we can, you can move on from there. And then he's also asking, how do you compress video on WhatsApp? So this is for Sam. How do you compress video? Uh, so ideally, WhatsApp has an automatic video compression. Yeah. Um, yes. However, um, sometimes you want to put your video on a platform. In fact, there are a lot of online videos. That's why I am video options on the mobile or video apps on the mobile have compression. YouTube has compression. WhatsApp is way better than YouTube. It's just that you will lose a lot of um, um, the quality because of the level of compression that WhatsApp will do for the videos. So in the long run, uh, you do not need to do any extra thing when you are pushing on um, video on WhatsApp. WhatsApp automatically compresses the content for you. And there's even a limitation on the number of uh, minutes that a video you are sending can, how or how long a video you are sending can be. So you are forced to break down a lengthy video into several parts that uh, users in the group can watch at the same time. Wow, Mrs. Basi, you have a question, Ma. 
Um, the question is from uh, iPhone 6X. I think it should be, she says she's uh, Auntie Rosemary. Yeah, she's asking that, how do I use WhatsApp to teach a two-year plus child. Please let us help. How do her. I use WhatsApp? To teach a two-year plus child. How do I use the question is how do you use WhatsApp to teach a two-year plus child? It's just a playway method. Okay. Um it's just that I've, because of um too many um too many videos they've been sent. I just wiped out my phone yesterday night. I would have sent something. Okay. You are trying to teach them. They're trying to teach them. Normally, what they are doing right now, two years plus recognition yes. and identification, right? Yes. Okay, so you let it. You get it also. If you have them in your houses, if you have your um, your chat in the house, you can actually tell them. Okay, let me just. I'm doing a scribble. Let's say scribble now. I'm going scribble. Turn. You're going. You're doing right. You know. I'm scribbling. Scribbling right on, right, right. Then everybody scribbling. When they scribble, as they're scribbling, their parents will video them and they will see it. It's just similar to what you're doing. If you're in that class, if you're teaching toddlers, you know how yes. you connect. Same way you're connecting to them in class, we are connecting to them in house. The difference is that somebody is videoing you and showing them. Because children at that age, they only learn by what they see, what they see you do. Okay, so you're doing it. You're doing it. And they're seeing you doing it. Okay. okay. You're trying to tell them. You're, you're trying to tell them this is color. This is red color. You bring out all the objects that have color, red color, and tell them, okay, go around your houses, pick red colors, and show Mrs. Bastel. They will go around their houses, pick red colors, and you see their parents showing them. Okay, go and pick red color. They will go. They're videoing them, and they pick red colors objects. You know. So I think it depends on how you teach them in class. Whatever you're teaching them in class. Teach them at home, but somebody will be teaching you. They will follow you. Just send them what to do, and they will do it. Okay, and so Rosemary, I also want to add to what uh, Madam Choma just said. Yes, you can also, apart from doing all of this, you can also um, liaise with the parents. Let them try mm -hmm. to do your video to show you what the child has done. So that's where you get feedback. Children are that age. It's very difficult to teach them. Their parents are finding it a lot difficult to teach them. Like exactly. now, particularly at that age, we didn't. I, I didn't ask them to pay a dime. I told them that they, they are free, because I know that their parents will say they don't know what to do. So, but their teachers know how to connect with them. You know, exactly. they know how to connect with them, and they will learn. You will even see them saying it. Okay, count one to ten. Identify number two. Go point number two at the board for Mrs. Patel. You see them going to touch number two. Their parents will be saying, Mrs. Patel, say you should point number two. They will go and touch number two. Okay, so you know, you know okay, what? Why, why, you're, why you're speaking? Something came to my mind. Uh, okay, it, okay, it means the video must not be too fast. Because if it is fast, like the way we are talking yeah, right now, so it's going to be, you have no, to plan that. Short, short, short. Sometimes they have like six videos in a class. Short, short, short. Like Mr. Samuel said, you know, there's a um, limit to what WhatsApp video can accommodate. So you accommodate that. Like um, uh, there's one the teacher did just cut uh, cut stencils. They cut stencils and uh, scatter it and say go select all the number threes. You see, select. No, I'm picking number three. So their parents are also cutting the stencils in their houses. They're just yes, extra work, but there's nothing we can do. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. This is just what how far we we can't. The teachers are doing that. I just pity parents sometimes when I see a lot of drawings 
a lot of curtains they are doing in their houses. We are just giving parents work, but that's the hand. My hand is spinning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cutting shapes and all whatnot, you know. It's not easy, but that's the hardest you can do, you know. Okay, um, Ajina Amaka is on online. She, she, I will, I will unmute her in a few seconds. But I want uh, Mr. Ibrahim to uh, uh, look at. Start preparing yourself for the barriers to engagement. We are going into the main topic. How do what are the what are the barriers to engagement that you have noticed while taking Microsoft Teams? What are those things you've noticed that oh, if you have to use this platform, continue for a long time, except Microsoft Microsoft Teams updates themselves. We're going to be able to have these issues online, comparing it to physical classroom. Okay, so I'm going to uh, unmute Madam Agina now, and uh, okay, so. Okay, can you hear me, ma'am? You can Hello, can you, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Where I want to contribute is uh, the use of video on WhatsApp, okay? Can you hear me? Yes, yes, yes ma'am. Okay. In my own case, what I do in my own school, um, we use PowerPoint. We do it offline, okay? We use PowerPoint, like those preschool, we don't do, use more than three slides. Slide one, slide two, slide three. We put pictures, okay, to save data. Then we use view recorder again. We put on our view recorder, go back to our PowerPoint, select it, then talk to our parents before we put it on WhatsApp. So once it comes on WhatsApp, most of them that have PDF file, they will download it and easy for them to work. Another method I use for two years, when a teacher is teaching, especially those that are living around schools, they came to school to pick some board. There are no small board they use in their classroom. They take it home. So once they write, they video themselves, they show parents, even when they, we are, they, they, they are tracing, they trace on the dotted line with a small board. The children look at them, the parents also do it in our home. So, but for upper primary, it's very easy for us. We use PowerPoint and view recorder on WhatsApp. So that's how we are doing it in our school, and it's working for us. And it's less... Um, data. We don't use data mode because we prepare our lessons offline, then post it on WhatsApp, then parents download it. As long as they have PDF file, once you download, go offline, do your work, then post your assignment. So that's how I do it in my own way. Thank you. Yeah, we heard you. Hello? Thank you very much, madam. Okay, that's all. I don't have any other things. Uh, so the V recorder, what's the V recorder for if I may ask? Okay, what's the V recorder when you go to your when you go the, to your, your PowerPoint presentation. Okay, when you go to your how um your play store. You will see the view recorder, you download it on your phone. The view recorder, it has camera, it I'm has video. What, what, what is it for? Okay, what we use the view recorder to do, once you finish your work on the slide, yeah. on the PowerPoint slide, your face will come out on your work behind you. So you now your face will be talking while the children will be seeing what you did behind you. So that's what we are using. The slides show that you are playing. Yeah, it's on your phone, then you send so to WhatsApp. What, the, the, 
the the parents they don't need to download anything any new application for them to um, the new application they need to download is just the pdf file if they don't have pdf file the latest okay. pdf file it why might not download why pdf if it's a video that's where my confusion is like if you already send them a video on whatsapp why do they need pdf to it's not a video on whatsapp the video recorder is on top of the 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 this thing the powerpoint work you did on slide so your face is just moving yeah. inside the work you have done on powerpoint sir but that makes you a get video it? right at that point it is becomes a video abby at that yes, point, the teacher's face video, will be talking. Right? Yeah, the teacher's face will be talking. You'll be explaining things you've done on slide, but they'll be seeing your face. Okay. All right. Thank you. Maybe man. after this program, I can pick up your number. We'll put you through. Uh, I, will, I will check it out because um, I understand where you're, what you are doing. I yeah. understand you are creating a video. It's just that I don't understand why they need a PDF. Um, um, application to watch the video. Mm, That's most of them are complaining that they can't open it. Some are opening it with their Polaris office. Okay, some are using PDF file to open it. Uh -huh. Because some couldn't open it. So I have to tell them to download it so that they're able to open our PowerPoint slides on their phones. Okay, so but the most important thing here is for them to uh, download the recorder. So once they can download it on their phone, they don't need to download this recorder. They don't need to be recorder. They don't. It's you that. It's you that. It's you to download it, not them. It's you as a teacher to download it and do your work. All they need to do is open it. Maybe send it to them on WhatsApp. Okay. Okay. So the view recorder does all the job of compressing the entire video, so that it's yes. compatible enough to be Yeah. It's not necessary that your parents must download the recorder. It's you as a teacher. So just do your work on a PDF, um, on a slide, save on a PDF file. Then you, you are the one using the view recorder for them to see your face and see what you are doing behind. That's wow. okay. That's what okay, we so do. Let me, let, me, let me take Mr. Ibrahim, Mr. Adibersin now. Let's talk about the barriers to engagement. All right. Thank what you. Right. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Adina. Thank no, you very much. No problem. Thank you very much. Yeah. So... What has been your, what do you think are the barriers to engagement under Microsoft Teams? Okay. Um, there are two things I would uh, talk about basically. Uh, one of them is, which is the major problem anyway, is that uh, it's um, device selective in terms of uh, the fact that when you use your laptop, you tend to operate uh, very smoothly on uh, Teams, but when you use your phone, um, there's that limitation. There's some uh, um, aspects of it that you may not be able to access very well. So that's just a major problem uh, with uh, Teams. Then apart from that, um, a number of times we have had students uh, complain about uh, during lessons, other students in them. For instance, why, I mean, like, uh, as, as this uh, lesson is going on now, I think, I don't know how these uh, Zoom worked very well, um, but I, but the way I'm looking at it, I think you are, you as the organizer, you are the only one that can um, mute others, I suppose. That's, yeah, that's because, because the plan I am on, is for one post. Okay. The plan okay, so. I actually paid for is for one host. If I'm going to um, accept ten people, okay. then I'm going to be paying a higher plan. I'm going to go on, to the higher plan. On, unfortunately, on on Teams, uh, we've we, we've as at uh, Friday, some teachers still complain that 
in the course of their lessons, they, um, sometimes you just hear uh, other students complaining that somebody's muting me. And of course, it's not the teacher that's muting them. So there's, there's, there's still that problem of a student being able to uh, mute one another and all that. Now, in the course, while, while one is scheduling the lesson, there's a, there's a, there's a spot or uh, a slot where, one, where we have something like meeting options. Now, when you click on that meeting options, because we, some, of us are, some of us have been doing that, but we observe that even after doing that, we still have issues uh, with students saying that someone's, someone is muting them. I mean, if it's just muting, it's... Hello? Hello? This one and all that. But um, uh, there's, there's a seminar that uh, our IT guide told us that we're going to be having, I think, on Tuesday or something, where it's going to be involving some other um, technician and all that to put us through how to overcome that challenge. Uh, okay. That challenge um, as to how to prevent students from removing one another while, when, okay. while, while lesson is going on. But that is just on the part of uh, teams. But in terms of engagement, too, on the part of the teacher, because it shouldn't just be a one-way thing. While mm -hmm. teams, I mean, uh, team, team uh, we, we, as, like I just said, now we can still get over uh, the problem of teams. How can we get over the problem that, um, that has to do with the teacher? Um, for a teacher that wants to explore the virtual environment, that wants to uh, engage the students very well, there are some things that, they, just like the normal things that they do in a conventional school, but you know, we just have to take it a little bit uh, further teachers in the 21st century need to step up they need to uh, be able to um, have, they need to have an understanding of how multiple platforms work i mean i'm guilty of that to some extent too apart from teams i think I, i've been using i've been using zoom even more than uh teams but it's just that for zoom i've been just uh, i've been engaging just one-on-one -on -one student i've not had uh, okay, this person kind of large mm -hmm. class uh, on zoom even google meet is very good as far as, from my own perspective when I, was Green, when I was at Granger, we were using a Google Classroom, but you know, Google Classroom doesn't have uh, uh, the, um, live video and all that. So just for... No, it doesn't, but Google Meets. Okay, okay. Google Meets is another, Meet. almost okay. like uh, Zoom too. Okay, In so fact, there's a competition between both of them. Okay, so that's just one part. The teacher needs to step up. I mean, in terms of uh, knowing how to um, um, uh, ad ad adapt to all of these technologies. So apart from that, then teacher needs to be very, I mean, when you are starting an online class, a teacher needs to um, start uh, just like a normal class. Just, you don't just get to class and just, uh, just start teaching. You need, some, um, you, you need to um, come up with some starter. For instance, um, some of my students, particularly the um, at, um, senior secondary uh, students, years uh, 10 and 11, there's something I do. Not all of them like that, but there are I mean, quite a number of them that actually like that. Um, in, in some of my classes, I, I have a, a variety of things I do, one of which is a spelling drill. Uh, some of them have come okay. to enjoy that spelling drill a lot because at some point I, I had to start uh, attaching some prizes to it. I just call sometimes five words, sometimes uh, 10 words, depending on the time available. Okay, so, okay. and um, most times I call words that I feel that they're not uh, used to, uh, such that sometimes some of them may not get more than two over five. Even the, the most intelligent among them may not get more than one. So, I mean, not, not that I try to be mischievous, I just want to, you know, just expand their vocabulary. That's one. That's, that's, that's trying to engage them. Engage now, the question comes to mind while you're talking. Okay. There are definitely some students in classroom, in the classroom, that are always shy. And some may not be too ashamed to speak. Okay. Do you think that the online classroom is helping those kind of children right now? Yeah, to a large extent. Yeah, to, a large, to a large extent, I think it does. I have a particular student in my year eleven, uh, year, sorry, year ten literature class. 
the boy is extremely intelligent, but in fact, unfortunately, extremely shy too. Okay, but when this guy has the opportunity to stand on stage, just, just like some, uh, there are some people actually that once they are in their element, they don't care who's, who's watching them. Okay, now once this guy comes, on, so when he debates, you'll be wowed by what he, he can deliver. But when it comes, you know, one-on-one -on -one chatting with friends, very shy. So in class, I remember that he would hardly talk in class, but since we started this online class, oh my goodness, he'd be like the most, I mean, the, the loudest of all of them, he would talk and, he, and his, his, his contribution would be very rich. Recently, some of his mates started becoming jealous, kind of, they're like, are you the only one that wants to talk in class and all that, okay? So I think to, to some extent, this uh, is able to accommodate those shy ones, okay? But as a teacher, we need to uh, balance uh, everything. We shouldn't uh, let one student dominate in the class. Okay, we should have, uh, yeah. we, should, we should try to engage all of them. We should consider and the- And while we are talking uh, about the shy learners, okay. what about the hyperactive ones? Are they still active okay. on the online yes, they classroom, are. the online classroom? All right, so we, 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 we've been having issues with uh, a number, just a few of them, a few of those hyperactive ones. In fact, behind the problem of um, removing students, muting them, you find that these are the major students that are involved. Sometimes when they mention, that, oh, the student is being muted another day, and eventually they investigate, they found out that the person muting them is one of the so-called the popular guys, you know, the, the hyperactive <laughs> ones and all that. And there are some students in my school that I like. Um, one of them is in year seven. The boy is a, is a Chinese. The boy is the other like computer guru, such that even the ICT guy sometimes, sometimes seek, I mean, seek, I mean, advice from him. He's a Chinese guy, very intelligent when it comes to uh, ICT scene and all that. And he, 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 he can be very dubious and uh, mischievous with his uh, uh, ICT knowledge. So basically, we've been able to uh, manage some of them because one thing we do here uh, at in my school is that parents are heavily engaged. I mean, heavy, heavily involved such that every day after every class, every time I was sending cases of uh, disturbances, absences and all that to the VP, that every day they send those reports to their parents. And some parents, due to the reports, the constant reports that they've been getting from school, they are, they are, they are now being forced to sit very close by the, by the when they're having classes. And you know, imagine the African, African parents, uh, children having such parents near them, of course, their they 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 system just becomes rebuilt, kind of, and they just behave themselves. Okay. okay. I think you muted yourself. Hello? You, you muted yourself. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank right. you. I'm, I'm back on now. So I thought I could do this in one hour, but I can see that we have a lot still going on on this and maybe we could still have more uh, other platforms to carry this out but one major question that comes to my mind is how do you foster collaboration and i think um uh, is also listening any other person on, on the floor can also ask questions on how you foster collaboration because one of the key things of the 21st century classroom fostering collaboration creating uh tasks I, I, I always say that the way our curriculum is structured is a little bit old schoolish and we should begin to change it a little bit. Things are not, not, not about writing so much on the board for two hours and the teacher is doing like this, my hand is spinning me kind of action. Time has passed. It is more of task. It is more of bringing out tasks online that even when you have gone off the phone, that learner still has something to think about. The 21st century child is a very critical thinker. He thinks a lot. I remember something, um, I think Secretary of State to Donald Trump, on the very first meeting he had 
or the first address he had addressing the world regarding COVID-19. I was impressed with one of the a particular women she said she was going to liaise with the teenagers. She was going to ask them questions. That she knows that their generation, they are the type that always ask questions. They want to find that they are they are critical thinkers. They want to know why is this thing like this, and that possibly one of them have the cure to to this uh, whole problem. Now, how do we foster collaboration online? Should I go first? Yeah, I'll take Mr. Ibrahim first. Then uh, I'll take. Uh, this is Vasil, second. All right. Um, uh, let me start by making a specific I'm example. I think I want us to be done in another 10 minutes. So um, I'll just take two minutes from you, two minutes from Ms. Vasil, too. And then uh, Sam will also say something. All right. So one thing that I did recently with my year 11, um, pardon me that I, I keep referring to year 11, because that, that's my constituency, OK? Um, yeah. Now, uh, my, my year 11 students at uh, the literature class, I give them, um, let's find out it's virtual learning. I give them, a, um, they were supposed to have a group presentation. Uh, they were supposed to read some text and you know, analyze and all that. Now, at some point I was wondering how that it would be easy for them to collaborate at this time. I mean, it was later I got to know that a lot of them actually, I mean, I, uh, are communicating with one another through a lot of different means. Um, so I, I just thought I should just give it. So I gave them that task and I recorded that, uh, um, fortunately for me. Um, so when they made their presentation two day, uh, on, on Thursday, my VP and every other person was there. In fact, the kind of community I've got on there, because I, I seem to be like the first person that would do that. So they, I mean, despite the fact that it's, it's a virtual environment, they were able to collaborate among themselves. And by the time they were doing the presentation, it was wow. Now, there, 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 there have been issues with uh, microphones. Some students complain about the microphones not uh, being not, uh, not being able to use their microphones. So for those ones among the teams that were presenting, what, what we did was that their, part of, their own part of the presentation, they had to record it somewhere, the audio recording, and send to me, and they mailed that to me um, shortly, I and mean, while the class is, because I didn't want it to come before the class started. Okay, so they, okay, so the class, they sent that to me. So they were able to collaborate. Uh, in the run. Break them down groups for them to collaborate effectively. Sorry. Did you break your learners down into groups? Of course, yeah. For them to collaborate effectively. Yeah, there are twelve. There are twelve students in that class, so I just gave them to four groups. That's three in each group, uh, because you don't be too large, so that the collaboration will be easier for them. So the three of them were able to meet and all that okay. for like a week. And when they came back, what they did was fantastic. Okay, so Mrs. Uh, Ms. Basil, what did, what's your take on collaboration? Okay, um, actually, actually, you know, I just thought of, I just started thinking about this collaboration three days ago, after we had um, an online training. Okay. I told you about we are having on these um, presentations and um, through PowerPoint. So I was just thinking about yes. how do we collaborate? that we are on, uh, you know, far away, everybody, we are coming together again in class. And I've, really, I've not really been able to pick my finger on how it could work best for, for these um, primary school children. So I'm still thinking about how it will go. For now, I've not really gotten a fingerprint on what I actually want. Through it open to my team, and um, I'm still waiting yeah. for their feedback. Let's see, how do we collaborate? Because it's quite necessary at this point. I was just actually looking at from year four, five, and six. There's something we're doing now. It looks as if we are trying to collaborate, but it's not yet collaboration as far, you know, how mm -hmm. I would call it. But I think um, yeah. we'll get something done because it's okay. been going on in my mind. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I think I think one of the one of the key ways of collaborating is dividing into groups online. You know, um, I, I, there's mm -hmm. this particular school that actually I shared this with, and what she told me was what she did was she looked at the different. She has a class of twenty uh, learners. She knows their weak points. As a teacher, you know which one is weak, which one is not so, or which one is okay. So she divided them according to their strength and gave them tasks according to their strength. Because we're talking about different yeah. stations. We're looking at this Nigerian pattern of putting people in the same class and they're working at different mm -hmm. pace. Because some learners don't get it because the brilliant ones would have run along with the idea and the slow ones are still behind. But having... Um, Having, uh, uh, having everybody in different cubicles, especially now online, you are able to know this set of learners are shy. They are always slow, and then mix them up. That's what she did. She said she mixed them up. So the not the brilliant ones were staying with the not too brilliant ones. So she was able to mix them up in a way and give them tasks according to their strength. Mm -hmm. And then she said later on, she had another pattern, another week. She put the brilliant ones all in one group. The not too fast in one group. The, two, the very slow in one group. Just like created four groups. Gave them tasks again according to their strength to test run the process. At the end of the day, she chose to go for everybody working at their own pace. Because she realized that this, the people that she tagged as slow, they are actually very good. But that they needed more time. Mm. They needed more time to work amongst themselves. So, and she did it on WhatsApp. She created the mm -hmm. groups on WhatsApp. Each group on WhatsApp. But she's a, an admin on each of the groups. Okay. So that yeah. way she was able to see what each group they're doing. They come online at a particular time. They chat. They send audio recordings of what they are saying. If they feel they can't chat for too, far, too long, mm -hmm. they send an audio recording. She also sent in to direct them on how to go about it. And then that was how she was able to get them to submit their work as I went you. That's a good one. One way out. Now I put this on the screen because um, I wanted to share it earlier. The reason for this engagement: most people are online on our phones these days, and that buttresses what Sam said earlier that we have to move away from this PC uh, kind of uh, learning and let's have more of them on the mobile phone, which is more accessible. So I'm going to be rounding off this conversation right mm -hmm. now, and um, I'm saying thank you to everyone that has I come. I said I'll have a say. Yes, you are going to say yours. I'm just Thank leaving. Um, I'm rounding up that journey so that we can all go back to our. So you, Sam, just kindly round up for us. As per, uh, I think there was a question earlier. On, let me say. Um, Am I dealing with the question now? I'm contributing to the last thing everybody else contributed. To. I think you've seen the question as well. And open the PowerPoint slide and the B recorder, and they explain. Okay, this person is just saying thank you that we are doing do very much feedback. Yeah. So, um, from your own end now, Sam, I'm just going to you just so, give us a closing, a closing, um, shot. Okay. So, um, everything is new to everybody at this point. Um, unfortunately, the parents are still dependent on the teachers to lead the way, even though they know that everybody is at the same point where they are trying to figure the same technologies out. Mm. So one of the things that um, is existing 
um, technology companies, Microsoft Word, Microsoft Google, they have uh, packages that makes collaboration easier. So there's already uh, Microsoft Office that helps you uh, with collaboration. There's already Google Docs or G Suite that also help you with um, collaboration. So the, Somebody is speaking yeah. about Teams. I don't, I don't know who that is, but I'm also hearing it. I'm trying not to be distracted. <laughs> okay, so uh, since this kid is already existing, what I want to do, uh, what I want to encourage is that the teachers amongst us, when you figure out the technologies on your mobile phone, make recordings of usage for those technologies, send it to the parents so that the parents can help the students um, understand how to use the technology. So if, for example, um, you figured out how to use PowerPoint on your phone, make videos that help the parents know how to use the same PowerPoint on their phone so that the students can collaborate and share PowerPoint documents and be able to work on the same documents together as a team. As you continue to create teams based on what you think or who you think need to work together, at least they have a platform that they can work together on. So if you don't have Microsoft um, Office, you can use Google, um, Google Docs. Um, Google Slide is the Google alternative to Microsoft PowerPoint. So make sure you understand the tools because the parents are also counting on you to explain to them how to use those tools. And their students or their children are counting on them to help them figure out the tools. What about Google Classroom? Can they use Google Classroom effectively? I'm not talking about Google Classroom. I'm talking about tools, work tools, not training tools. Google Classroom is a training tool. What I'm saying is, if, for example, you want you are build, you are you are doing an assignment on PowerPoint, for example, you can decide to collaborate on Microsoft PowerPoint, or you go to Google Slide, and everybody works on the same documents. Because if you share the documents and connect people's emails to it, everybody can be working on the same thing at the same time. In fact. Sometimes if your connection is really fast, you can see the work other people are doing around you as you're working on the same wow. exact file, which is what we uh, do. Uh, we are trying to teach um, or push with um, a lot of companies that have their workers working from home now so that they can collaborate okay. on the documents. It's the same solution and it can work very well um, uh, with the students too. It's not just workers that... Um, that needs that kind of collaboration on documents. Thank you very much, Ms. Anyaeli. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Mr. Debesi Ibrahim, thank you so much for coming on. But it is inexhaustible. We can't finish this. We're going to do that. Can I, can I can I just, can I okay, Ma. Before we round up. Okay, I think I will advise that um, when we finally resume schools, there should be a need for us to train our parents. You know, so that eventuality comes up again like this, will not be stopped. Like teaching parents now to go download some apps is becoming very difficult and everything. A lot of parents, even some that could download, it maybe goes to work. So it's their wives that are home that could help the children. So if they don't understand this, there's no way we can actually work with them. Do you understand? So I think there will be a need for us, all, teach, all school owners, 
to have a time with their parents and try to educate them and bring them up to this kind of um, online program so that when this kind of thing happens again, or if there's any need for us to use, because there, this is what we're going to be using at, at the end of today, at the end of this um, uh, whole whole if we are going to go back to using online classrooms and all whatnot, then parents should be also informed and get ready for it. You know, so parents need to be educated. Really. I, I really don't think it's. I don't think this is going to go away. I saw a video posted by Mr. Anderson somewhere, and, and the person was saying two years. Yes, I actually sat down a couple of days ago, and I was telling somebody. I said, let's, let's not think that this is just going to move away because they are dealing with human beings. And from my own experience, human beings are the most difficult creation that God created to work with. They don't just take advice. Yeah. When you have kata, you have cool, you take a blanket and you cover yourself in the house. But these ones who carry their bag and they want to travel out of the country. So that is another uh, issue. So we must begin to look, think outside of the box now. That what if this doesn't go in two years? Once the vaccine comes out, and people know that they can treat them, so it will become like, like malaria. You, 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 you're, you're down, and then you can, you can actually take the treatment, you know, and get yourself uh, running again. So this may all be prolonged for a long time. If it prolongs, then the online education should be part of our life, should be part of our website, should be part of what we have. So when we have a, a website, we inculcate the online learning that just like the rest of the world is doing. That is what I am perceiving. I don't know. Since you're, uh, you're part of NAPS, I think um, you'll also be able to uh, bring this message to them and you all discuss at the state level that, oh, let's begin to look at uh, post-COVID-19. It has come to stay. What if it has come to stay? How do we continue our education? Train teachers, train uh, learners, train parents too. Yes, we need, we need to be involved in, in all of this. Thank you very much, Ma, for coming on this uh, yeah. Uh, event. Inkiruka Kechuku, uh, thank you for joining. Yeah, just joining us, we are almost rounding off. But welcome all the same. And I, I say thank you to everybody that have joined this uh, uh, meeting today. Mr. Debesin Ibrahim, thank you so much. I am so, so happy to have you all. And I'm, I, I learned something too. Especially with the LMS thing, I think this should go to government and they should begin to work on creating online for everybody. Both the north, the south, the east, everybody should have all of this going. So we are still going to continue this conversation maybe on Facebook Live or somewhere when I do have another platform. And I may be bringing on uh, Mr. Adibesson this time around to talk more on this Microsoft team because we didn't have enough time to really appreciate more on it, the collaborative aspect and that engagement, which is really So I hope we'll learn something today. Uh, I hope we're able to get um, a few uh, ideas here and there of our own uh, learning. We'll do this sometime again by God's grace and God keeping us. Please, let's keep supporting ourselves. And before I round off, I just want to say, uh, you can follow us on, on IG or Facebook at Mercedes Academy anyway. I'm going to add to this because of Mrs. Basil that is online at the moment. This idea of teachers closing late, maybe staying to, two, staying to three, nine to three, you know, and all of that, maybe school owners should begin to look at it because mental stress is another thing that will creep in on all of us when we have in this uh, crisis, during this crisis. Actually, not coming up on that, mental stress for teachers and uh, school owners. A lot of people are having high BP right now because of so many things going on. 
So if we are stressing the teachers, would we be able to get them to do the job effectively? That is one question I'm going to leave you to answer. <laughs> and then the entire uh, NAFS team, Lagos State. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate you. So at this moment, I'm going to round up this meeting with a very big thank you from me. So if you have any further questions, please send them to mercedesacademy at gmail.com and I'll forward them to the panelists and find a way to get across to you. Thank you and enjoy it. Have a pleasant evening ahead. Bye. Thank you. God bless you. That was interesting. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Basu. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye, ma'am. Bye. Thank you so much. So, should I lock everybody out there? I'm going to log out one by one. Michael, you just came on like a couple of minutes ago. There will be a record. There's a recording of this, so I'll post it on Facebook for those who just watch it and um, get information again. Yeah, I will join on Facebook. Thank yeah. You, you can catch it at Mercedes Academy on Facebook or on Instagram, and uh, you get the video and the, the recording. Okay, thank you very much. Bye.